If you hear noises,、um, I'm dog sitting,、Ooh. and currently、uh, the dog, her name is Gumbo, is eating food. So、hmm. that's a good thing. This、name. is this is out of my control. Yeah, she is、um, an English bulldog, and most of her teeth are gone. So it it works on a lot of levels.、Uh, She has a lot of gums, and、um, her owners like to go to、um, New Orleans and、ah. eat the cuisine there. This is Gumbo's house, not my house. Oh, huh. Okay. Are they in New Orleans now? No, and that's. I don't know.、Um, I'm only meant to be watching this dog for、uh, the week, and. Her owners are meant to be coming back. They、um, had like a family member that they needed to visit、um, in Texas, and they mean to be coming back tomorrow. But I have no idea、uh, how that's going to go. Yeah, it seems like nobody has any idea how anything is going to go. Yeah.、Um, we should we should do the thing where I say I'm Tom and I'm Rachel. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Um, and this podcast is、uh, Social Distance Warriors, episode two.、Uh, and this is not a, a podcast that's going to tell you scientifically accurate、um, information about COVID 19 or the novel coronavirus,、um, as it is sometimes called, nor is it a podcast that's going to tell you like, facts about epidemiology or give you like, serious life hacks about, about how to. How to do do anything? <laughs> it's just it's just a show where people talk,、mm-hmm. and it may not even be entertaining. It's just it's just a talk. Yeah, I mean that's all it needs to be. I think. Yeah, I will say I've definitely been looking forward to、um, doing this talk. <laughs> um, it seems like a lot has happened for you since last <laughs> we spoke.、Um, how much of that do you want to get into? Um, I can get into a little bit, just in that like. It, now I am also homestuck、um, because at the beginning of the week I was still going into my office, and on Wednesday,、um, wh- when I went into the office,、um, they said last Friday somebody had visited the building who was then diagnosed with coronavirus,、um, and while they did not enter our office, they like. Were in the building, so、uh, at, at that time the office was still remaining open. But they gave us the option of like you can go home, and there will still be a job for you、um, if you don't feel comfortable. And then by the end of that day, the entire office had had switched to managers、uh, teleworking, and all of the rest of us, which is myself included,、um, not having work. But with like a vague promise of potentially still being paid, so that's、uh, where I've been for the past few days,、um, and I'm okay with not having to try and work from home、uh, because it's just been a lot of a lot of stuff、hmm. to think about. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly a lot going on. I've been I've been working from home all week. Uh, well, no, actually, I went into work on Wednesday.、Um, I had made the decision that I was going to try to split my time between home and the office, so I went out on Wednesday, and it was a、um, 
it's kind of a ghost town in downtown Boston. Um, in the morning, at least it was a little more active in the afternoon. Um, there were people on Boston common, um, just like hanging out and, you know, keeping a distance from one another, but like enjoying the relatively nice weather. Um, and, uh, that, that day, Wednesday I went in, uh, that was when they told us that we were not to come into work, um, for any subsequent days, uh, unless we were essential personnel. And, uh, I, I guess I don't qualify as essential person. So are you, are you missing anything? Like, is there anything you wish you had, uh, from your work that you no longer have, or is it just like that access? Um, there are some, there are some files on my computer at work that I can't seem to get access to from remotely. Um, but they're not all that essential. Mostly I I can pretty much do all of my work from home. It's just that, um, when I'm working from home, I'm a lot more stressed out about how productive I'm being because when I'm working from the office, I feel that merely by being in the office, I am participating in being an employee of the organization, uh, to the, to the extent where like, if I, um, if I need to like stop at someone else's desk and chat with them for a bit about something, even if it's not like strictly related to a project that I'm, that I'm accountable for that day, that's still like time spent at work for which I can justifiably be paid. Whereas when I'm, uh, when I'm at home, even though like any sane person would say that you should take breaks and stuff, um, I'm always like really self-conscious about like what is the appropriate amount of time for me to be taking breaks. And I don't know, it's, it's um, in terms of like what I can do, uh, I think I'm pretty, pretty much all set. But in terms of like how to think about work when you're doing it in a different environment, it's that's, that's where I'm kind of tripping up a bit. Yeah, I think it's a big switch anyway to work from home and it's just like an unfair sort of ask to ask people to be at the same level of productivity whatever that even means uh, especially now well I think because of that anxiety on my part I've probably been more productive from home honestly (laughs) no No, Tom (laughs) yeah no it's not good oh I did want to follow up um with uh my my levels of impact, I would consider this a, a galaxy or other other dimension level of impact. But uh, did your Animal Crossing game <laughs> arrive and have you started playing? Yeah, so I was um, I, I I like we mentioned in the previous episode, I was getting it on a physical copy, um, and so I had to wait for uh, UPS to deliver it. And the delivery window was, you know, anytime before 3 p.m. So I was really antsy all day about whether it was when it was going to show up. Uh, Like, am I going to be able to play it on my lunch break or or what have you? And it showed up at, I think, like 3.08 p.m. Um, So far, I've had I've only been able to put, I think, probably about an hour into it. Um, So but that's that's probably fine, because from what I have heard, um, from other people who have had it for longer because they're like reviewing it professionally. Um, the, the first, the first real world day in which you have the game is not, um, the most eventful day, like, cause in Animal Crossing, like the passage of time within the game is tied to the actual real world passage of time. So like a day in the game completes when a day completes in real life. So, um, uh, apparently like the first day and maybe even the second day, I don't know, like aren't all that eventful. So I, uh, as long as I have some quality time with it tomorrow uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I probably won't be missing out on too much 
Nice. You're you're not a you're not like a video game console kind of person, are you? No, I the last uh, if you can call it a console, I have a Game Boy Advanced. That is the last uh, device other than a computer or phone that can play games that I own. Do you still have that Game Boy Advance? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, have you busted it out for uh, for quarantine? Um, fun times during the past few days while you've been stuck at home? No, I I would have to really bust it out because it's uh, buried somewhere uh, from the summer when I last uh, looked at it. Uh, but no, that's like too, too many steps away from, from my sense of being productive uh, <laughs> that I feel like I can't, I can't justify uh, breaking out the Game Boy until um my semester of school has ended oh yeah school huh i had my first oh, yeah. two online classes for my graduate school program um and uh it's it's an interesting difference being in online classes as opposed to or like especially when the class wasn't supposed to be online like and it just suddenly becomes an online class yeah was that the case for all of your classes did they all uh start out in person and switch yeah, I'm taking two classes this semester, and they're both um, they're both in person classes that have switched to online for the rest of the semester. Um, they went ahead and like made the call for the entire semester. I think that part of that has to do with the fact that we have a large uh, international population, um, and when all this stuff really started going down, a lot of them were home for spring break. So I, I think they just figured they wouldn't um, even bother like giving them a reason to travel back to the United States. Yeah, I don't know why I brought up school. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, ter- a terrible conversation ender. Uh, do you, so, so you are you're currently in school. Yeah, I am. I am taking undergraduate courses, um, two of them as well. And one started out online, and our professor like emailed us like, "Yay, nothing changes for us when the school switched over to all online." Uh, and the other one was totally in person. Uh, that I had to drive down for. Uh, and the professor for that class, uh, he has been a professor for many years and he does not have any of the technology, like he doesn't have a Blackboard page for his course. Mm. Um, so he, he's like the most in person. But um, they that switch, I, I think he's fine to switch us over to online and just eliminating a lot of the discussion kinds of things and just buck, like uh, remaining our like big assignments and papers, which is not good for me, but hopefully simplifies uh, things for that professor. Yeah. I'm worried I'm not going to learn as much. <laughs> I stopped uh, <laughs> trying to learn uh for classes a long time ago, but I'm in a different, I'm in a different situation. I feel like, uh, than graduate courses. I feel like maybe the learning would come back on that level, but, um, I am, I am just trying to crawl past the finish line. So I, I've left learning behind, uh, the way. Yeah. That's, that's not, that's not what it's for. I mean, that's not what undergrad is for. Undergrad isn't for learning. Undergrad is for, um, completing a thing. Yes. It's project completion is really the main focus of undergrad. I mean, I'm sure there are people who have a very different kind of degree than I do who would be incensed to hear me say that. But 
that's how it was for me. How is your, uh, how is your, uh, pandemic reading going? Yeah, that also has, uh, not, not progressed a lot. Um, I've been in like just a drift since I have stopped going into work and I haven't like allowed myself the like structure of eventually this will need to be different. Uh, but it's just been like a few days to just acclimate to my dad has been home the whole time. Um, and for some reason he, I can't blame this on him, but, uh, his body decided to get shingles, uh, right in this time. So he's like extra housebound. And Mm. now also my, um, mom is working from home. So we're just all like in our very, like, we're trying to navigate (laughs) all being at home. Uh, and at least for this week, I have, uh, Gumbo's house to escape to, uh, when that is necessary, which I will not always have. Yeah. My, uh, my parents have invited me to come stay with them, uh, for a few days. Um, if I would rather, you know, have some contact with other people and I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to take them up on it. I think, I think I might, but, um, I don't know. It's, uh, that is its own different kind of being trapped. <laughs> yeah. We got a couple of responses to our action items. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. On Twitter. Uh, you can, you can follow the show at SDW underscore pod on Twitter. Um, and for, uh, there were two different action items. The first of which was what is your, um, hand washing song? Um, and my friend, uh, Katie Beth said a little bit Alexis from Schitt's Creek. I've never watched Schitt's Creek. Um, yeah, it'll definitely get you moving. Oh, uh, if you. <laughs> okay. Um, is, uh, if I were to go like seek out that song, would that be a major spoiler? N- not at all. Okay. Because I do intend to watch Schitt's Creek eventually. I've heard good things about it. Th- this was a show my family and I watched together. So I, I wouldn't call it family friendly, but, uh, I mean, it's enjoyable. I live alone. So. <laughs> so as long as it's friendly to me. Yeah, it is Tom friendly. Okay. Well, that's good. The, uh, my friend Sarah said Frere Jaca, uh, commenting that it was taught to her. It must've been taught to her when she was very young because the first, it was the first thing she thought of when, when she heard the notion of a handwashing song. It sounds to me like it would be a little bit short, but maybe you sing it twice. Or maybe you sing it in a round. Oh, <laughs> yes. So you can get some communal handwashing going, uh, and, and I'll sing it together in a round. The other question we had was um, based on uh, based on your pandemic reading um, uh, list that you had had been building up. You had asked for um, pandemic related media recommendations and um, friend of the show, Evan, said, uh, I've never played it, but I hear Pathologic 2 is good and depressing. So I guess that's a game and I've never played it and I don't know what it is. Okay, but it's good and depressing. Like so many things are. How are you feeling about how long this is going? Or how long are you expecting life to be disrupted? Oh, um, I feel like I was ready for this to be like permanent forever, like the next five to 10 years, but like not believing that <laughs> also <laughs> so, <laughs> like uh-huh. believing that, but not making any, any taking any action in my day to day uh, to act on that belief. Do you, do you genuinely believe that this is going to be disruptive? Like we're going to be staying in our homes for years, maybe two years. Really? Wow. Huh? 
I was thinking more like two months, but maybe I'm maybe I'm completely completely wrong because some people have been hoping that um that this is like a seasonal thing that's going to go away when the weather starts to get really warm, but um the thing about seasonal things is they come back. Oh god, and then we're going to be like a Game of Thrones like <laughs> every every hundred or so years or every like ten years, <laughs> or even just every year. Every maybe, year. Maybe this is a new thing the, that we have to like deal with. Like We have to go into hibernation. Yeah, like we have, we have the flu every year, so maybe we'll have this every year. See, somehow that would be worse to me. Like if it's a recurring but not constant thing than if it was just like straight up, this is continual the next five years. Uh, we live like this because then you have to adjust and transition back and forth. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 getting real bad. Like yeah. I, I don't know how bad it's gonna. I, I think I think what's what's gonna end up being the most impactful is like the economic results of everybody having to change their entire way of life, which is going to like cause like continuous like ripple effects and like feedback effects where our um the economic collapse of like various industries like the restaurant industry or, or, or the airlines or, or whatever that's going to like cause like those things, the things that we're doing now are going to cause those to fail. And then the failure of those is going to cause us to take new measures, which are then going to cause new things to fail. And it's just going to be like an endless domino collapse. Um, yeah. Which is a really fun thought. Yeah. And one of my online courses um, for impacts is uh, like writing it, mostly nursing professionals are taking the class. It's an English class, but mostly for nursing professionals. And I'm, and I'm there. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't know economically if pandemics are good for hospitals or bad for hospitals, but like health care is gonna, I feel like be, be strained and like really, maybe imaginable ways, but like bad ways Yeah, um, that we did not prepare for. I don't know. It's depressing to think of it on like a five-year time scale because that, that certainly wasn't what I was, was envisioning. Um, like I, um, yeah. I, I, I've still been wondering, like I was planning to travel to the UK in August and right now I still have a, I feel like there's a decent chance that might still happen, but um, there's also a decent chance that people won't be traveling internationally like pretty much at all for a while. Like, like I know in the wake of nine eleven, like international travel for security reasons became like a whole lot more complicated. And like there were like regular annual school trips that that my uh, my high school did that um, I never ended up getting to to go on. Like every um every class went to had like a even like a domestic travel thing. Like we had a Washington D.C. trip that got that got canceled and. Um, there was like every four years they did a, um, a trip to Ireland, um, which I missed completely because people weren't comfortable doing that kind of international travel for the few years after nine 11. So yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if we're going to get there. <laughs> I don't know. I, in terms of like what practically it has affected travel decisions, like I have also rescheduled a trip I was planning to take for July, and yet I, I don't believe that I will be able to go on that trip in July, but that's when it's been like rescheduled because that's sort of where people think, uh, 
things will things will be moving again in July. Yeah, I was just listening to um one of my favorite podcasts, Friends at the Table, and um they had committed to doing at least one live show in some American city this year uh, as a result of having like reached a certain Patreon tier of support. Um, but they have now decided that they don't expect through the end of the year that that's even going to be possible because like all, all kinds of like live performances are going, are like canceling for the next couple months. And presumably like once those venues are able to accommodate performances again, then there's going to be like a mad scramble for everyone who had to like reschedule whatever live event they were doing to uh to make use of those venues so it's going to be impossible for like a smaller show to like there's going to be like a, a high surge of demand for like venue bookings which i don't know maybe maybe that'll be good for uh for bars and restaurants and stuff that could be potentially be, be venues that were hit hard by you know having to close over the past couple of weeks yeah and i guess everyone can go out and do their patriotic duty and go see <laughs> some person uh what's a popular music person goes to see bruce springsteen in concert uh, bruce, bruce springsteen the, the current most popular musical artist yeah yeah I've, I've just realized as we as we have been recording and in the time leading up to uh this recording that this was when uh steven universe future <laughs> was gonna be airing uh in i guess both of our time zones um oh yeah and I, I I will be able to watch it, and I'm happy to be doing this. <laughs> but um, what have you been thinking of Steven Universe? Oh, uh, yeah. And the fact that everything must come to an end and everyone grows up. Mm, yeah, that's like, in a way, that feels like it's outside the remit of the show, but also it feels like it's well within the remit of the show because Steven Universe is like one of the best pieces of comfort media there is. But like the current version of Steven Universe is also like heavily anxiety-ridden and... Uh, yeah. But but like in a much more like sweetly naive way um, in that that story exists in like a almost like a post conflict post like post national emergency world like where where the everything that uh, that needs to be worked out is the, the personal stuff. Um, and I've been I've been like thoroughly enjoying the last few episodes of Steven Universe Future, which uh, for those of you who are listening and don't know what that is, Steven Universe, the Cartoon Network show, ran for um, five seasons and then had a uh, time skip uh, a couple years later in the um, in the in-universe chronology where there was like a TV movie, which was a, a full-blown musical. And then now there's like a an epilogue series, which picks up the um, like the the threads of like, what's it like to like live in the aftermath of having won the war. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've, I really liked it. I think the, the, the biggest reason that I've enjoyed it is because I felt like the first, uh, 10 episodes of the season had virtually no Connie, who is one of my favorite characters. Um, and the, uh, last few episodes have been pretty Connie heavy, which I'm happy about. <laughs> Connie's back. Con- yeah. In a big way. <laughs> Yeah, I've also been enjoying it uh, a, a lot, and I can't think of any other equivalent, like epilogue equivalent, that I've enjoyed quite as much. No, I don't. I feel like um, there's there's very little, um, like the, the, there aren't any nothing. I, I can't think of anything like it. Is I guess what I'm trying to say. Like like Steven Universe Future is very much about like the 
unpacking the effects of of the trauma of going through like this big young adult coming of age story. Like it's like, what if we got a book about the the year that Harry Potter spent in therapy after beating Voldemort or or whatever, or like something of that nature where uh, I have not seen or read the play Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Maybe to some extent it gets into that. <laughs> I can but. tell you it's not that. Oh, okay. Oh, God. What if it were, though? That'd be good. Yeah, that would be so good. I guess one one way uh, this whole deal of coronavirus has uh, affected Steven Universe is um, they were going to have a sort of nationwide uh, re-release of the TV movie in, in theaters as like a sing-along event. I didn't know um, they were doing that. Well, they're not, yeah, but God. they were <laughs> they were going to be doing it um, next week, um, and it was also tied to you can go see the movie, and at the end there will be one of the new Steven Universe future episodes uh, at the end. I don't know why I'm like hyping this up. You can't go see it. They canceled it, and <laughs> so if you're living I, in the alternate timeline where COVID nineteen didn't happen, then get pumped. Yeah, and it was like I, I think. Such a example, at least for me, of how quickly everything like got real serious because I first um, wasn't going to go because I had my in-person class and I was going to be studious and go attend my class and not skip class and go to um, see a Steven Universe movie. But then my school canceled all in-person classes and I was like, yes, now I can go uh, to a movie theater and uh, have the Steven Universe uh, experience. And I bought a ticket and then that same night I I unbought, I canceled that ticket because I thought, what am I doing? Uh, I, need a, I need to take a step back. And then, of course, they canceled it. Mm. That would be so fun to see that in a to see a sing-along screening of that in a theater because the songs in that are so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know to miss that, but now I know that it was slated to happen. And yeah, the last, uh, what was the last movie you saw in theaters? I um, saw Knives Out at one of the um, like cheap seat. They get the movies way after they've been in the main theaters uh, theater. Um, mm. I really enjoyed Knives Out. Yeah, it's a good one to see in theaters too because it's like a really visually um, – it's one of those films like when you think of like visually stunning films, you usually think of like, I don't know, like CG fests or, or, or whatever. But like that's just like a movie with like a lot of cool set design and stuff. The last movie I saw was Cats. <laughs> I, I saw it at an audience participation screening I want to say two weeks ago. Which I, I cannot convey to you how jealous – I am of that experience. Well, uh, I mean, there were had, there were like twelve people in the screening, so it wasn't like the perfect amount. Yeah, is it, it was very very fun. You, um, you'll have to share a story from like what what is a what is a like action you had to, you were taking as the movie happened. Well, there, there were no like prescribed actions. There were um, like just you were free to cheer and yell and and whatever. Um, and the, the one that I remember best was, um, during, um, during, during Gus, the theater cat, which is Ian McKellen's big number. And I think he, he's like incredible in that role. I'm, I'm still, I can't believe they pulled it from, uh, the awards nominations because <laughs> it's so Kimball Shanks deserves an Oscar. Oh, absolutely. But, um, when Gus, Gus has this, uh, this line, he's like, 
I say now, these kittens, they do not get trained as we did in the days when Victoria reigned. Um, and I yelled, okay, boomer, at the screen. <laughs> I got to laugh for that. Beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, that's 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 maybe my favorite song in, in Cats because I know the music from Cats pretty well because it was something that my dad had on cassette and he would play it in the car sometimes. So, growing up. I guess this is... I, 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 I still don't actually know your age, but I'm going to imagine you're <laughs> only slightly older than me. But um, I don't actually know in, your age either. <laughs> in, in the car on, on trips, uh, my sister had on CD the Cats uh, soundtrack, and we would listen to that. Nice. And I would yell, yell at people to stop talking because I couldn't, I couldn't hear the music. Yeah, I, um, I am 31. Whoa. I'm 25. Yeah, okay, well... So, is that a generation? Probably not. That's millennials. You're a millennial. I'm yeah, a millennial. Yeah. Um, do we have action items that we want um, our listeners to help us out with? Yes. Um, I want listeners who are American to fill out the census <laughs> while they are at home. Okay. Okay. I, um, I received it by mail or I received something from the census by mail. I haven't opened it yet. Well, you should open it. <laughs> okay. Um, it's not it's – isn't – uh, it's not a surprise. <laughs> are there any uh, spoilers or like, like, are there any plot twists <laughs> there? Well, it was a plot twist for my family who were aghast to learn that it is not a paper census in there. You mm. get a code, you get a, your own unique census code uh, to type in online. And then only if you're like really, uh, what's the word? or late at doing things, hmm. only if you don't do things, um, you'll get continual reminders in the mail. And like as a, as a last resort, if you're desperate, they may send you a paper census, but don't wait. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't wait. Act now. All right. I will, uh, I'll do that. <laughs> do you have to type it in, in the code or is there like a QR code thing that you can scan? No, you have to, you have to type it in. Oh, it's uh, a type in have numbers. Not, not that I have any uh, insider knowledge of this, <laughs> but uh, the census is not there yet oh. with technology. <laughs> QR codes are like 10 years old maybe by now. Um Okay, that is uh, that, that's one action item. I have another action item, and it's okay. kind of the opposite of one of the action items from last week. Um, instead of like pandemic media, I want um, I want like feel good media, like like Steven Universe. Um, my my big feel good um, media has been a bu- a group of songs. Um, the songs from uh, Do you know the YouTube channel Bad Lip Reading? Yes, they have a series of. Um, of videos they've done, which are bad lip readings of Star Wars that are songs. And some of the songs are, um, they're quite good. Uh, and, uh, they they also have like this almost like Lewis Carroll kind of nonsense quality to them, like Jabberwocky, where it just like contains just, um, like there's one where they lip read, um, uh, Peter Cushing's character in Star Wars as saying the phrase, a quail and his rubber beak are beautifully unique. Um, which is just a phrase that I love. Um, so I've just been listening to those songs a lot on repeat. Uh, and I don't know, I feel like if anyone else could overhear my headphones, they'd become very annoyed by how frequently I've been listening to like those four or five songs, but I love them and they've been making me smile and giggle during this weird, sad time. That's all that matters. So I want to hear what other people's like weird smile, giggle, like, like pieces of like YouTube videos or songs or, or whatever it is. That's like a big shot of happiness to your, 
system. Yeah, we can stock up on that. Do you have Do you have any in particular that you've come to mind other than like Steven Universe? It won't be a shot of happiness for everyone, but um, the cicadas are coming uh, to the <laughs> to the United States, the East Coast uh, this summer, and I just love them. The cicadas, the insect, mm. uh, and whenever I think about that, uh, it fills me with joy. What do you love about them? <laughs> <laughs> just the sound they make, or well, it's my goal to eat one. Ooh, uh, <laughs> but um, I just, I just think it's a, it's like sort of the opposite of a pandemic. It's like a unexpected sort of different change it up thing to everybody's lives, but it's like basically mundane because they're not locusts. They're not going to like devour your crops and like mess with your livelihood. Cicadas, they solely exist to fucking die. And that is all. And lots of animals eat them. So it's just, it's just a fun summertime Hmm. for bugs. Whenever I hear cicadas in the summer, it always reminds me of anime. (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> are, are anime anime also there to have a good time and then die or in what no i mean in what in what aspect it's mainly that in uh in anime and in japanese like film etc in general like the sound of cicadas is like i don't i've never been to japan so i don't know if this is actually like true in japan or if it's just like a piece of like symbolic foley that they do, but that's the sound of like summer in anime. So if you have like two characters like that are outside walking, uh, like walking through nature in the summer, like there's always like a buzz of cicadas and that's like the sound of, of, um, of like summer in anime. Oh, that's so gentle and peaceful. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so different from my, my imagining of cicadas, uh, <laughs> Is like <laughs> really loud uh, party party boys, but both both can exist. Yeah, and both are soothing in their own way. The world we live in is strange and complicated, and <laughs> yeah. things such as insects can have many layers of meaning packed in their carapaces. Yeah.